1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rounding the bases on 2022. I don't know what the hell happened. The year just flew right by, really. And I'm coming up on the seventh year anniversary of Duke Loves Wrestling. Um, that's going to be happening in the first quarter of 2023. And it's interesting because I reflect back to guests who have been on the show more than most others. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to document a lot of careers, not only of wrestlers, but also of wrestling promotions, you know, the highs, the lows and everything in between. And one in particular that I can honestly say, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the most comprehensive history of Generation Championship Wrestling, other than watching the matches and what have you, can be heard on Duke Loves Wrestling. I think I think there's no other podcast that's covered that promotion um, as much as Duke Loves Wrestling, and, and more importantly, I don't think anyone has had our guest this episode more than Duke Loves Wrestling, and that's because, you know, this guy is a friend of the show, friend of mine, and someone who I'm just fascinated by because he always finds a way to uh, create a buzz. And for all of you out there who may not know who he is, every time he's on the show, you're listening. So that's how I know. Well, you can say whatever you want about this guy, but he sure as hell knows how to grab attention. So, without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. My goodness, it's been at least five or six years. I want to say five, five, definitely five. But Mr. Jeremy Gomez, what's up, Gomez? How you doing, my brother? Listen, man, you know you're a guy that um, is in high demand. You know, every <laughs> every time you come on the show, pe- people are tuning in, and not only are they tuning in. Here, here's and I'm going to peel the curtain back a little bit because in podcasting. And I'm sorry for taking us off the road for a second but I'll get us back on. I'll but in podcasting um, there there's so many metrics and what have you and you can respect this because not only are you a a pro wrestling promoter, you're a food truck promoter, you've been in the in the music industry, you know, you're you're a rock, rock star before all of this. So you understand the metrics and measurables and what have you. And one of the key metrics is how many minutes does your list does the average listener listen to the episode? <laughs> Right. So most people, they don't listen to the full episode, not at least not in one solid consumption. You know what I mean? It's in pieces because you're in the car, you're doing something, whatever. But your runtime, Gomez, and I was going back and I looked through all the archives. Over 90 percent of, of our listeners who have listened to Jeremy Gomez on Duke Loves Wrestling, they listened 100 percent of the episode. That is rare. Pretty cool. I can't say that for most guests who've been on the show multiple times.
0: I wasn't aware so, of that. A, well, a, I know, and that's, that's the thing.
1: You. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a lot more deliberate um, in the new year about sharing some of this stuff because I, I want you guys to, you know, you guys to know your value to the greater world. And it's like, bro, I don't think you understand. You're a lot more um, interesting and attention grabbing to people. People want to hear you talk a lot more than I think you realize, oh. and you know only you know why. Do you have any idea why? Why do people? Why are people so interested in you?
0: Man, I don't know, man. I mean, people that know me know that like I don't really have a filter. I kind of say what is on my mind, I, and I and I tend to speak the truth because, like, honestly, to me, the truth has always been far more fun than bullshitting. Because I, maybe I'm sadistic or something like that, but people just, they like to put on a front. They like to be known as this and they like to be known as this and they like to be known as this. I, I just, I just want to be me, man. I don't really, I don't think I've ever, I, it seems like I have the biggest ego in the world and maybe I used to, but I, I just, maybe still a little bit, but I just, I just want to be me, man. I don't want to be fake me. I want to be me and I want people to love me or like me or dislike me for me, not some character that I'm putting on. Um, you know, there's, there's a big difference between Mr. Gomez, the wrestling promoter and Jeremy Gomez. And I don't know, that's just, it's just my thoughts on it. I, I couldn't tell you why anybody would put up with listening to me. I'm a pain in the ass, man. I really am. But, uh, but, but at least when you're talking to me, you know, that you're getting the genuine, the genuine article when I'm speaking, you know, where the fuck I'm sorry. You know, where I'm standing at all times. You don't have to guess. Maybe that's it. I don't know.
1: Well, it's, and I, I think there's a lot to what you just said there. I, people don't know where you're going to go, but they know you're going to go somewhere. And it's like, oh my God,
0: I'm not you gonna, know what I mean? I'm not going to be held just... down by other people's, by what other people want me to say. I'm not going to be held down by anybody. You're not going to tell me what to say. I'm, I'm going to say what, what I'm going to say. That's it. You know, if good comes out of it, good. If bad comes out of it it, it, it is what it is, man.
1: You know? Well, and certainly that's been the case, Uh your your social media feeds have been incredible <laughs> because through and I'm not just talking recently either I'm just talking throughout the time that I've known known you um you always have something to say about something <laughs> and but you're not talking about other people's business you're talking about your personal business you're talking about your personal experiences in life and and you know commenting on your view on things you know, if you're not helping set up the ring and, and and et cetera, et cetera, don't expect to get booked on my shows. I'm paraphrasing, but that's a that's a common post that Jeremy Gomez has posted through the years. I'm pretty sure that was spot on, by the way. Yeah, see <laughs> so that type of stuff. And it's like people are paying attention. You know what I mean? Because other promoters are like, hell yeah, and, and wrestlers who go out of their way to help set up, who are trying to do the right thing and and you know, invest in the complete experience, they're like, hell yeah. And then you have your detractors. who's like, well, I shouldn't have to do that. I've, I've reached a certain status. Yeah. And you're always one of the first people on my feed to let these wrestlers know, no, I don't care who you are. You always should be helping set up and take down. I, I, remember, so,
0: I remember doing a a Matt Morgan um, charity show in um, Sanford the day after mania week two years ago. And like, Matt Morgan was actually quite pissed off that there were people that weren't helping set up the ring. He, he he said he in the middle of the ring to these people, he said, back in my day, if you didn't help set up, you didn't get to work in the ring. And it's that always stuck with me. You know, I mean, I, I knew that before, but I didn't really think anybody larger than me. And I mean that <laughs> not size wise, but just, you know, way higher up on the ladder than me. I didn't, I didn't even know anybody believed that anymore. So that always stuck with me. And, you know, I always watch my dad bust his ass and I always watch my mom bust her ass. And we, we're just, they're just those people that you're not going to like, they're not going to let everybody do all the work without helping. They're not going to supervise without being part of it. They're you know, they lead by example, not by, not by words. And I guess that's just how I felt about it, man. Like I'm 43 years old. I'm, I've, I've, you know, we talked earlier about, it. I've been down for about four weeks because I ripped half my back out. And it's probably because I don't stop, but probably because I've been lifting shit and doing shit that I shouldn't have been doing at this age. And it's just, It's surprising because I don't think you'll ever get me to stop now. If I had a bad back right now and had a wrestling show, with a bad back, I'd still be out there trying to lift shit. You know, it's just, it's not in me to tell other people to do things that I won't do myself. It's just not. I wasn't raised that way. You know, I'm afraid that, I'm afraid if I'm sitting on my ass watching everybody do the work that my 82-year-old dad's going to pop up and slap the shit out of me for not helping, you know? And that's real because, you know, it would be, in my mind, it'd be disrespectful to my parents and the way I was raised to let everybody do the work for me, and that's just—that's always going to be that way. I'm going to raise my kids the same way, you know.
1: So, so with that, with that work ethic, with those those morals instilled in you, I I wonder about something, Gomez. Sure. When you reflect back over your time being a pro wrestling uh, promoter, because I know, and and you know, let me just bury the lead right away here, please. Uh, generation championship wrestling is going to cease operations for the time being I forever. hope it's not forever no it's forever brother it's forever okay so so table that for a second but I wonder when you reflect back do people like yourself is pro wrestling just such a different animal that you just don't fit in to that industry as I get older you know the workers coming up are getting younger.
0: I, I hate to say it, but you know what? It's okay because, you know, people my age weren't as tough and weren't as go-getting as people, you know, my parents' age. And it just, I think it just keeps getting worse, man. And it's just, as as new things pop up, people just seem to want to work less and they want money more, but they want to do less for it. And it's just, I, I think that's where it's gotten, man. I hate to say it, and I wish it wasn't that way. And it's not everybody because there are some badasses out there that do everything that they should do, but it's just, I just, I I think you're right. I just don't think I, I, I can't lower myself and my standards anymore to be in something like this. It's just, I don't, I don't feel it's right anymore. I don't feel the industry is right anymore. It's just, that's just, I I don't know how to get into it more than that. I just, it just doesn't feel right anymore. It's an entertainment industry and I feel like entertainment of the masses and entertainment of the fans is taking a back seat to egos and entertainment of oneself and popping the boys, and that's just how I feel about it. It's my opinion, you know. That, that's where. Well, I,
1: I, I, I think far too many fans are now pro wrestlers. Oh, and of course, they all are. Anyone, anyone can can call themselves a pro wrestler today, or call themselves a pro wrestling trainer today. Yeah, and and deem somebody else a pro wrestler. So, so you literally have a a lack of quality. Um, it's oversaturated with a lack of quality of talent, right? It is. And because of that, it's very difficult to find people who are actually willing to take this thing seriously, actually willing to put in the time and the effort and do the things that are necessary. Because here's the thing. I don't care how good of a pro wrestler you are. If you don't help the promotion promote, no one is going to show up. And yeah. if no one is showing up, you're not going to make any money. Yeah, that's, and that's not a thing anymore. Like there's
0: literally trainers out there that are a lot of trainers out there that number one are trainers because they didn't make it. Um, those who can't teach. <laughs> and uh, a lot of those trainers out there are literally going around saying, oh, it's the promoter's job to bring everybody. Dude, let me tell you something. I could be the best promoter in the world. People aren't coming to see me, even though some did. They're not coming to see me, man. They're coming to see the talent they're coming to see. Yeah. Nobody's out there to see James Cameron. They're out there to see Avatar. You know what I mean? It's, it's point blank, man. I can only do so much if I'm not given anything. And, and you know me, man, I didn't stop. I, I do not stop promoting. Yeah, but if there's nothing to promote, like I can only do so much, man. When you have Thirty people booked on a show, and there's twenty people in the audience. That that tells you everything. That tells you everything. It's crazy. It's fucking coming out of the music industry. Like, dude, I didn't sleep trying to sell tickets, man. Like, if I if I had showed up to a show as in in my band still, and there were twenty people in the house, man, I'd feel like I did something wrong. And it's just they don't they don't feel like that anymore. They want their rate. They want their rate. They want their rate. They don't want to do anything for their rate, but they want their rate. And it's just my main reason for coming on the show today is to like look. Indie promoters are paying for things with their family's money. They're paying for things with their time. They're paying things by not being with their family, and it's like. You can only bleed a promoter so much that's trying to get you over and trying to help you get, not all of them, but trying to help you do your thing. But if you're not helping back, man, like, what are you doing, man? Like you, I don't know how some of these people came to shows not doing anything and would even feel right about themselves. man. I would feel like an absolute bitch. You know, if I was trying to say how good I am, but I can't draw a single ticket and I'm putting on the promoter to do everything while I'm bleeding their money dry. I'd feel like a bitch, man. And I'll tell you something, I was going through our venue, my venue for the events, because I wanted my shows and my workers to be in the best venue they possibly could. My venue was $4,200 a show, $4,200. That's before paying talent. That's before transport. And I was coming up with that even during the pandemic, I was doing that just so that my guys had a place they could be proud of, just so they could have a ring they could be proud of, equipment they could be proud of you know, f- a flyer work. They could be proud of everything to be proud of because for me as a promoter to present my workers as anything less in my mind, I'm doing them a disservice in my mind. I wasn't doing my job. And the problem is I- I'd say about like 5% of the workers felt the same way. The other ones are content with coming and getting their rate working in front of nobody. And that's it. And, and it's sad because the entertainment industry I came out of, that's not a thing, man. That's not a thing. We're there for the fans, and if there ain't no fans there, we're doing something wrong, and we need to make sure they get there. And if we can't, maybe we're in the wrong business,
1: you know. Well, it's just- interesting. Forty-two hundred just for the venue—that's before you pay the talent. <laughs> yep. So, if, if we just—and I know that this—I'm—I'm probably—I'm trying to go for an average here. I'd say 6, that 000. the average ticket.
0: About six thousand. Oh, average tickets, man. Like,
1: uh, I think fifteen twenty dollars was our average. Okay, cuz I, I I put I said 30. So cuz you had some high end, right? We ring size were, we're high yes. end. Yes. Yes. Okay. So even if you sold all your tickets at 30 bucks, you need 140 fans yep. to spend 30 bucks, not show up but spend 30 bucks yep. just so you can pay for the venue. Yep. Then you got to pay for the talent. And no, not everyone's going to get the same rate, but you do the math on that and that's going to be another couple grand easy. Yep. You know, at least three, four grand easy. So and, and that you're, doesn't you're almost ten grand in. That doesn't, yeah. Include other insurance. Things. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, so you you know, it costs a little over ten grand, which is consistent with other promotions that I know, because I've spoken to different promoters about. Hey, if somebody wanted to rent out your promotion, um, what would you charge them? And it's 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 around nine, ten grand. Yeah. Be about so right. ten grand just to put on an event. You got to make 10 grand just to break even. And that, and that was fun during the pandemic too, by the way, because we didn't stop running. It was, uh, and people don't want to, they don't want to retweet the flyer. <laughs> they don't want to go and do a, an interview on the, on the radio or a podcast. They can't send in a, a promo. <laughs>
0: Come they, on, guys. Some of them, when they send in, I've had people that send in promo. I'm not going to name her name because, uh, you know, poor thing. She. She, she, too busy with her only fans account to care but you know there was some a couple girls no it was one girl there was one girl that we had that would send in promos and she kept saying generational champions she didn't she couldn't even get the name of the company right and then they'd send it in it's just stupid little shit like that it's just crazy man there's they, people care about themselves nowadays and i just wasn't raised that way and it was it was it wasn't an ego thing, man. When, I, when I'm when I running an entertainment show, I'm going to put out the best possible quality. And, that, and that's it. And that's it. Anything less would be me not caring. And um, if if more of the workers cared in that same capacity, it'd be a better place. But unfortunately, you know, get your rate, move on to another city. Get your rate, move on. Get your rate, move on. Get your rate, move on. Pop the boys. Get your rate, pop the boys. Move on. It's more about egos now than it is a group effort, or, or or caring about your industry, and um, oh, and, and again, look, just
1: opinion. You you haven't minced any words. You've called a lot of people out yep. personally. Um, I'm, I'm gonna they've... do
0: a little bit of that today too.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> listen, man. Well, well, hold on before you do the call out. Let me <laughs> let me let me let me build before we break anything. Oh, yeah, nice. Good. Let's let's call out some people who during the time of Generation Championship Wrestling who you know to this day you you feel have contributed major and and you appreciate what have you let, let's call out some some people who have done right by the company and you and therefore their own careers
0: uh there's a there's a lot of them man let me uh, just a few fr- and, and off, no
1: disrespect to anybody out there but just a few let's just call out a few first off Aaron Nova um uh,
0: Aaron Nova's a dude he's a worker in Tampa brilliant mind for wrestling dude would give you the shirt off his back. And every time I ever needed ever, he was there for me. Uh, if I, if it was me, even when I brought the ring home for the last time, he was the one there helping me. Like he didn't, he didn't need to do it. He never asked for a penny for it. Um, that, that dude, uh, I was always still proud to know him, man. He's a, he's a saint man. And, and you know, he needs more credit in the wrestling world, especially down here. Aaron was a good man. It still is a good man. He's awesome. Um, aminata queen aminata she isn't much on interviews and stuff like that um but she always gave me 110 percent. always um always did what i asked every time hell of a hand hell of a worker um she's in japan right now working so um gotta give her lots and lots of credit um there's a guy that we talked about earlier that probably thought i was going to come on and bash him um professor matt um Matt, Matt did a good job helping us progress as a company. I had like one instance of time that we disagreed on something. It's, it's unimportant to me now. It's really is unimportant to me. Even though he was on somebody's page bashing me the other day and calling me a carny because he didn't think I could see him typing. That's okay, man. You're just lashing out. You know, you're just projecting. It's okay. You probably thought I was going to come on and bash you, but honestly, he does a good job. Um, always did. Uh, he's, he's going to keep doing that, man. So, uh, well, let me think. You, you've always been there, giving me respect, helping me out the whole time. Thank you. Um I, there there's a ton more, man. There's a, there's a ton of sticks. More. We we got a question. Oh, sh- sticks. Why do I always forget sticks, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, It'll man. It'll kill me if I if I let that happen. Sticks, <laughs> you're a badass, man. That's all I can say about you, man. You're an absolute badass. The shit you go through and just getting around and getting to places and doing what you got to do, man. You're you you impress me always have always done what i've asked you've always added to the commentary in the perfect way and um you, you help promote you do the things you got
1: thank you by the way duke I, i'm sorry mistakes. i'm sorry i almost forgot you brother <laughs> so, Oh i mean there's a, there's a, you can't name them all and, and no disrespect anybody again like i said but i i wanted to i wanted to start with oh, that jake painter let's not forget jake yep. painter man he's jake, been course, oh and of course
0: storm thomas tony storm yep. um always made everything more fun and you always took care of me and always asked me how i was doing man Even when, you know, and Robin Reed, Storm is moving up in the in the world these days. Yes, he's a teacher now, and he's a trainer, and he's a good man. Um, it's that and that's he always has been. Um, and and again, I squeak this. And Robin Reed, uh, she is a gift to any company that hires her. Um, I, I, I say this right now. Tony Khan's women division, women's division, is, is probably built on Robin Reed and her booking. <laughs> you know. A lot of those girls that are there now wouldn't have probably been there if Robin Reed had to book them title match network wouldn't have promoted them. They got millions and millions of views. And Tony saw that and put them on. I'll say that right now. I think she's working with wow again. And it's uh she is a, she's a blessing to any, any company that hires her, man. She should be a head writer somewhere. Uh, we know why some people aren't giving her the time of day. Uh, problem with our society but uh
1: she deserves to be there and one day she will so i'm not surprised by any of the names that you mentioned uh because these are these are the people who you've always gone out of your way to acknowledge and put over and i'm not talking in in public i'm talking even in private conversation that's true um you've always put each and every one of those names over big time
0: and i always will big 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 Always will. You Except know.
1: for Sticks. Fuck him.
0: No, I'm just kidding. I love
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, it is funny. Sticks in particular, um, I think he even said it on the show. He was like, look, say whatever you want about Gomez. Gomez uh, is one of the best payoffs in the indies. And, you know, we, we've always managed to, to be all right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's interesting.
0: Let, let me tell you something about Sticks. And I, you know what? I'll say this about Professor also. There was a time after the pandemic that we did a, a show. Brother, I had $60 to my family's name. Family of four. I have two daughters. One of them's autistic. It cost a lot. I had $60 to my name. Those two both let me skirt for months without paying them. Of course, I kept in touch with them and, you know, sent them money when I could. Um, but, but, But there were a lot of people at a very bad time in my financial life that let me hold on to what I had until I worked for it. And there was a time that I had to go door dashing every day you know just to get back in the money just to get back because you know for 2 years i have two entertainment companies we're bringing nothing in and i'm still running wrestling shows because i didn't want i didn't want people to forget about my workers and 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 that's the way shit is if people don't see you they forget and i just didn't want that to happen you know and, and those those are sticks is one of those guys man he's a good dude he's a good dude hmm. chokes me up a little to talk about him man because these are people who didn't have to do shit for me and they did
1: well, and that's what makes the whole notion of of closing Generation Championship Wrestling so sad. Because let's face it, uh, Gomez, your your promotion helped a lot of people stay relevant yeah. at a time where, you know, quite frankly, they weren't being looked at.
0: That makes me happy.
1: Picked over, then I did my huh? job. Yeah. I mean, AEW Dark is, is, is Generation Championship Wrestling yeah, Women's know. Division. It's, it's, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's some, your whole women's division. Some of those girls are even on dynamite now. Like, hey,
0: Sky Blue. Yeah, She's on like dynamite. Yeah, sky Blue. Of course, according to her manager, she never worked for us.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, which, listen, let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this, and I'm, I'm going to do this. I, I remember having conversations with you from the very beginning. And you told me flat out. You said Sky Blue is is like our daughter. She like, was we love that girl. She's someone that we are very much invested in. Not not as a pro wrestler, as a human being. Like yeah. we care about her. She's like family to us. So, and and your 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 statements about her were always consistent. So then you know turn around when she signs with AEW, and now there's this. This revisionist history where it's almost like she never worked with you and 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 doesn't know who you guys are or anything like that. And I noticed that you still have gone out of your way not to say much about that.
0: And, and I won't, man. She's a good kid, man. She just she 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 got with a manager that's like fifty something years old, man. And, and she got a new she got a new guy friend over there, Dante, who's a hell of a fucking athlete, man. Hell of an athlete. And just you know, some things got in her head, and, and that's it. She's a young, impressionable girl. And, you know, we were all young and impressionable once, man. Long, long time ago. Remember that, Duke? Long time ago when we were young. And just- Listen, I don't know about you. I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, mind. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> it's just, man, just pe- people get in people's heads sometimes. And when you're young, you don't know any better. And that's just, I'm not going to hold it against her, man, because she she knows in her heart what happened. She don't have to say it out loud. I was there. My family was there. Um, she was part of this unknown group we had called the Adopted, and it was it was me, my wife, Aminata, Jake Painter, and Sky Blue, and and we even have a T-shirt on our on our um, pro wrestling Tees page. It's got her little uh, it's got our little logo. It's got her little shoe in the bottom of it. You know, that's okay, man. She don't have to remember me, man. My job was to get her over, and we did, and, and that was my job, man.
1: You know, I, it's it- it's unfortunate that you know she she took the bait over there when she did because I think if she would have held off for another six months to a year she'd be making more. um well not only was she making more she she would be Roxanne Perez <sighs> what she'd a be great more what, Roxy is what right a now.
0: great person that girl is what a great person man I'm so proud. you're of talking that. about Roxy yeah man I'm so proud of that girl man let we when we were running shows, a lot of the times the workers would stay here at our house. Man, we'd have six, twelve people at our house. I, I, we'd be cooking for them. Candy be cooking for them, taking over. Let me tell you something. That girl worked, came over, didn't goof around, didn't nothing, went to bed on time, did what she had to do. Man, it was it was just she she's got a head on her shoulder to know what the hell she's supposed to do, man, and it's paid off. And I'm, I'm just so proud of that because a lot of, a lot of workers like to goof around. A lot of workers like to. Play around and you know joke and drink and do other things and she wasn't
1: trendy about that man. She was about doing the right thing and it, and it certainly has paid off. Hey. Well, what, what's what's impressed me is that we know who she is yep. because you know you promoted her and our friends down in Texas, of course, that's where she's from. She wrestled Sky her. Blue at GCW. She wrestled <laughs> Sky Blue, which is why I when I think of one, I think of the other. Quite frankly, because of that, it's a great match. Um, but I have to say, it's not as if uh Roxanne Perez we'll call her by her her gimmick name now it's not as if Roxanne Perez came in like Kevin Owens or came in like Shinsuke Nakamura Mm -hmm. um her name wasn't as big universally but it was big to people in the industry yeah and for her to become champion in the WWE she's been in the company for what less than a year has it been a year? year Less than a year, she, so, she's yes. already a champion. And she's been in main events. She, she's wrestled Natty. I think she wrestled on the main roster already. So that is tremendous. So everything you just said about her must be true because look where she's at. Such
0: well-deserved men. She ain't one of those girls that's got an OnlyFans page. She ain't trying to be a lingerie model or a B-list porn star. She's a wrestler. And, and that's what she wanted to be, and that's what she is. And that's what she set her mind to, and she's focused on that, and- you know, a lot of people nowadays aren't focused on that. They want to be lingerie models. They want to be sending their underwear to guys in the mail and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, making other money and just using wrestling as a stepping stone for that. Now, this girl wanted to be a wrestler and look where she's at now. Uh, amazing. Yeah, she made it. She and, and, made it. And she's so young. Wait wait another 10 years, man. And people are going to remember that girl for, for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, she, she may be the, the female Randy Orton. Yeah. Um in terms of we'll be talking about her as a hall of famer in, in not too long period of time. Cause she's already creating history. It's and and this
0: is just another lady that Robin Reed helped put over. Wow. And just another one. It's just the, the list is so long for Robin. I mean, she's just she's a genius man. Booker trained her. Well, let me tell you.
1: Well, and it's funny. You, you, you do go out of your way to talk about Robin a lot. You have a tremendous amount of respect she's and admiration for her. She's amazing. Um, I wonder, does, do you think she knows that you uh, highlight her as often as you do? I hope she does, man. I hope she does. It's not as an ego boost thing. I just, I hope
0: she knows that she is loved and that she was appreciated for everything she did for me and my family. You know, yeah. I hope she knows that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely uh, make this part of a clip because I think she does deserve to know that because I can I can honestly say that you go out of your way, even in just general conversation to talk about Robin's impact, okay. mm-hmm. um, so it's nice to hear you on the show say it because you've said it in so many private conversations. It's, me me it's, and my cool.
0: wife cannot say enough about that lady. She's no. absolutely amazing. By the way, her her, her husband, Mister Lockhart, absolutely
1: amazing worker in the ring, dude. <laughs> absolutely. I didn't know they were married. You just you just broke news to me. And yeah, he's he's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> hell hell of a promo. Hell of a worker. Uh, completely underrated. <laughs> Totally. People are afraid of that because, here, just like you said before, you know, there are things going on in society where we know what that is. Um, you know, yeah. People are afraid of, of black folk potentially, you know, taking over. <laughs> if only they looked at, if only they looked
0: at everybody as people. Yeah, It'd imagine be that, that easy. Yeah, It'd yeah, be that easy. It's ridiculous, but you know, that's another. It's another long talk.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. But this, so, this so we deserves. She deserves to be there writing for one of the major companies, and I hope it's WWE. <laughs> well, and and in the meantime, the fact that she's helped WoW get to a, a a international stage now. I mean, they have that deal with CBS. They're out there. They're they're actually, it's ironic, their ratings have been holding pretty steady. Good. Um, so and 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 actually they've they've seen an increase recently. So it looks like they've worked out the kinks. They have the highest percentage of women uh, viewers of any wrestling show. So that's a big deal. Advertisers, you know, and as somebody who has a a large woman audience for, you know, this show, Duke Loves Wrestling, it's actually ironic. More women listen to this show than men. Um, And I know with you and GCW, you were so focused on promoting women's wrestling that's always one of the main things i respected about you the most is just that you're really about that you're really about highlighting women athletes and showing that they can lead and they can be the main event and, and they're more than just a sideshow act they're more than just tna
0: i have two daughters um,
1: man i mean yeah,
0: yeah they yeah. women can do anything a man can do brother and i don't know why people doubt this they can main event they can be in there with the guys holding down matches. I mean, being a woman doesn't mean you're lesser of anything. And, and, I've, and I, and I just felt like people were kind of looking at them like the secondary wrestlers or secondary this, secondary. I, I just didn't like that, man. And what kind of a father would I be if I let my daughters grow up in a world where that's the case? Mm-hmm. Don't take my daughters for granted either, man. You know what I mean? they're, they're <laughs> It's just, it's just not where I wanted to be, dude. I didn't, I, I didn't want to hire my female wrestlers to add sex appeal to a fucking card. I, mm. That's just, that's that's bullshit. It's a shortcut to thinking, man. I, I hired my women wrestlers because they could hold down a card because of what they do and how much effort they put into it. And, and it, it, what a lot of what pissed me off about the ones that have all the OnlyFans pages and do all that shit is they're, they're being a detriment to the ladies that want to work. You know, and it's, and it's just kind of, it's one of the things that grew tiresome with me, man. It really did.
1: Well, there's an irony in it, too. A lot of the women that you promoted the most have turned out to be some of the bigger names in wrestling today. I mean, they're, they've moved on to continue to grow in the industry. Yeah. yeah. So there's you were on to something. Yeah. You were on to
0: something. I have the ability to see past stupid things like looks and all that kind of crap because I'd much rather – Know somebody's talent or what's in their heart, and you know, uh, credit my wife for that, man. Because I used to be just like every other guy, you know, wow, blah, blah blah blah. I can't blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah, She changed me, man, and then my daughters are born and they changed me for the better too. And um it, it got to the point where I could see beyond all that stupid guy bullshit. And um, w- once you start seeing beyond that that stuff, man, and once you start once you start thinking with your proper brain, you know, the the one on top. It gets easy. And um, I guess that's what I did, man. And I started seeing people for what they are and not what they were projecting.
1: uh, Well, and again, a lot of your matches have been replicated all over the industry. So that says a lot. Thank you. That says a lot.
0: Again, you're onto something. Again, I can't take that much credit, man. Robin was a lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah, of course, I put her in power to do that.
1: (laughs) But. But she did it, but she did it exactly,, yeah. exactly like I thought yeah. she would, you know Steve Steve okay, so so we've we've built, and we've built a lot. thank goodness. is there anything you want to break? oh, yeah, man I, I gotta I gotta let a couple things out, okay, yeah, now, now here we go. I just asked the question, and now I'm gonna mute myself and you you go right ahead, brother, you you take us where you want to go. First and foremost, I want to say that, you know, the things I'm going to say now are my opinion.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of proof of a lot of these things. Am I going to sit around showing them off to the world and putting out every email, blah, 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 blah? No, you know why? Because I ain't got the time for that crap anymore. You can believe me? You cannot believe me. I I don't care. Um, There's just something. Oh, I, I did want to say one other thing that I remember that has always stuck out to me. Number one. Um. Uh, before I get into this, our first show ever was in two thousand eighteen um at one of my festivals and uh one of the main people on the show was um Gangrel david mm. and uh i always I always felt honored number one because the brood was always one of my favorite groups and and he walked out to the brood music the first person out on one of my shows was the brood music dropping and Gangrel coming out. For somebody of that caliber with that much notoriety and that much of a badass to come out to a show with six people on it and wrestle for twenty minutes and give everything he had for like six people watching, I always thought that was amazing because he could have gotten in that ring, wrestled two minutes, laid down, and nobody would have ever known. But um uh, I always thought it was awesome for him to give everything he had. That's that's an entertainer, man. When you treat six people like they're six thousand, that's you doing your job. That's what an entertainer does. So Thank you. Before I I start the other shit, um,
1: I I forgot to thank him. Um, Shout out to Gangrel. Yeah.
0: So wrestling is a weird place. It's very brother, brother. And you're expected to shut your mouth and take it and go with the flow and not speak up and not speak out. And I'll tell you what, the speak out movement was cute. But the speak out movement only worked for people with thousands and thousands and thousands of fans because there's a couple people that spoke out. That nobody cared about nobody helped because they didn't have any fans to help them. Uh, and it's, it's very indicative of wrestling, man. Like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that you're not allowed to talk about. If you do, you get blacklisted. Um, I'm probably gonna get blacklisted after this, but guess what? <coughs> don't care. Um, uh, so there's a couple things that I wanted to, to make clear and a couple people that I think probably shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Um, I want to go back to, uh, let me think. I want to go back to, uh, 2019. Uh, in 2019, I had purchased my ring from High Spots from, uh, Michael Bochichio or whatever the hell his name is. I can't pronounce it. And, uh, I guess Michael thinks because he owned High Spots and everybody gets their stuff through him and blah, 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 that he seems to think like he's some sort of godfather mafioso. Michael had, a uh, like, like you can do at High Spots, had uh, sold me my high Spots ring, almost $7,000. Uh, at High Spots, you're allowed to pay half of it down and then pay the other half over a year. So I paid for it, went into High Spots, got my ring, blah, blah, blah. Had a direct conversation with Michael that, um, you know, as long as I pay the ring by the end of the year, is that okay? Instead of sending you little payments, can I just put the bulk in, in, at once? Okay. No problem. In fact, here, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, um, read the email they exchanged with him. Hey, Michael, apologies. When I was there, you said you didn't care when payments come as long as it's in by the final date. I had just planned to make a larger payment at once instead of smaller ones. Didn't know it mattered. Um, is this still okay? Again, apologies. Wasn't trying to ignore anyone. Michael's response. Well, I'm not super strict about following the exact schedule, but I have learned the longer I go without any communication and payment, the more I should start worrying. This email came after uh, uh, New Japan was in Tampa. Um, Rios Badu, our champion was still in the company. Michael came up to Rios and said, told him that I wasn't paying for the ring, even though we already had this discussion about when it could be paid for, I wasn't paying for the ring. And after our mania show, he was going to have people come and take the ring from me. Uh, uh, one of these people that was going to come and take the ring from me was Caleb Conley, um, who is, you know, on uh, impact now and he also plays uh, Suicide or whatever that masked character guy is whatever, whatever. Um, so they actually planned to come and try to repossess the ring from me at a mania show in Tampa in Ybor City where I was born and my family was raised <laughs> my grandfather's picture is on the side of the Columbia restaurant um, Michael I've never said this before because I didn't want to get blacklisted from the industry The audacity you have as a ring salesman in North Carolina to think that you were going to come to Tampa, Florida, where I was raised, where all my friends are, where my family is. We helped build Ybor City and you were going to send Caleb. Oh, and get this, get this. Matt Seidel was already in talks with him to try to purchase that ring out from under me. We're going to get to Matt in a second because I have some interesting things to say about Matt. Michael, listen. What you were doing in essence was sending poor Caleb to get hurt bad. If you thought you were going to come into Ybor City and take my ring from me, dude, I'm not a tough guy saying this. I'm a real realist saying this. You wouldn't have made it out of the city, bro. You wouldn't have made it out of the city. You might have made it out of the city if the ambulance drove out of the city. You were sending a guy to do your dirty work. With no idea the hornet's nest you were sending them into. Just bro, underhanded shit like that. Granted this was after he hadn't talked to me, he hadn't called me, sent me an email, said that he was uh worried that I wasn't gonna pay him. I like, did. And so obviously I sent him a message and said, you know, sorry about this, and I started paying him monthly because I didn't want him to get his uh his pants in a bunch anymore. But just things like that, like crossing high spots was bad news for some people because you were going to get blacklisted for it. That's all I got to say about that. Finished paying for your ring. Obviously, like I said, you would. I'd signed a contract, buddy. Um, And as much as you think you're a badass, um, contract law doesn't mean you can come grab shit from people, dude. You just can't do that. And the fact that you would put people in that position and say that to other people in the industry behind my back and walk up to an employee of mine at a freaking show and tell him all this, (laughs) <laughs> stupid man, stupid put yourself in a pretty actionable position, either way. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, yeah, Matt Seidel was going behind my back trying to buy the ring out from under me. Um, let me tell you about Matt Seidel. First time I booked Matt Seidel was for our one year anniversary show. I was giving him $600 on an indie show to come and work for me. That show got rained out. Matt still got paid $600. I booked him again at a world's largest food truck rally in 2019 to do one of our shows. Let me set the preface here. Matt's a babyface going into the match Babyface, Okay. He's in his hometown. He said he was going to bring all these people. Didn't bring anybody. Didn't advertise the show. Nothing. Um, we get to the show, we get to the match time. He was facing Rios Badu, which at the time was part of the inner circle. Oops. Sorry. That got jacked by a certain group. Um, uh, Forefront, change the name to Forefront. Forefront comprised of me, the evil owner, Rio Spadu, the evil champion, Kylin King. Um, at that time, she had just beat Trisha Dora that night to become the women's champion. Um, Eddie Torres, big, big, strong guy. The Metro Brothers uh, is a big faction, man, about five or six of us. They were all there. All of them. Um, the match starts. Okay, Matt didn't barely say hi to me coming to the show. Didn't have a talk with me before the match like you're supposed to, to go over the match and what's happening just so everybody knows what's going on. So the bell rings. Um, I'm standing ringside like I always do. Mr. Gomez, evil boss, lack of expression. I know I'm not going to get touched because I've got this giant wall of faction giving me a false sense of security. That's the gimmick. Uh, Matt as a baby face. Sorry. Mr. Cortland. Hey, hey, I'm going to call him Mr. Corkland. Is This is how Mr. Corkland talks. Big, tough guy. Big, five-foot-two tough guy. Anyways. Corkland comes, uh, sticking his head, sticking out between the second and third rope, uh, yelling at me, right. To try to scare me. So I give him the, the whole Kane, Jason Voorhees look. If you don't know what the Kane, Jason Voorhees look is, it's when you, um, very expressionlessly tilt your head a little to the left, like a dog, like a Rottweiler. When they're trying to figure out what's going on, or is this person crazy? I give him that look. Don't budge. Don't move. I'm playing my character. The whole point is, and he didn't want to hear this, I have this giant wall of safety and I'm not going to break until that wall of safety starts getting broken down because I'm untouchable. As long as that wall of safety and all these big guys are in front of me, you're not going to touch me. You're not. I've got all these fucking killers in front of me. that are going to protect me. As the match goes on, if you start whooping that guy's ass and my level of safety starts disappearing that's when I started acting a little scared. It's called acting, Matt. Maybe you should try it sometimes. I know you're a big, huge, awesome trainer. Um, whatever, airborne, you're not. Um, so after the match, oh, by the way, the match ends. Oh, I'm sorry. And directly after that, after I give him the hit, hit, tilt, I'm done doing anything. He screams so the whole crowd can hear him. Sell for me. Sell for me. Like, bruh. God damn, bro. Don't do that in the middle of a fucking match. You're such a good trainer. You should know better. Anyways, the the last spot in the match is me in the ring uh, and Matt kicking me in the head. Uh, Matt does an amazing kick, doesn't touch me. I freaking come off my feet and sell like a champ to the point where my wife, who's already smart to the business, thought he actually kicked me. I proceed to sell that injury for the next five or six minutes until Rios has to help me out of the ring to the back. Well, obviously, I can stop selling now. I get to the back, go to the corner where Matt and Rios are talking to each other. Rios, great job! You guys are great. Matt, go to shake his hand. You go, man. You're lucky I didn't throttle you, dude. I literally looked at Rios, and Rios is mouthing to me, "Don't." Brother, I have never in my life come so close to smashing somebody in the face with my cane as I did this ungrateful little piece of shit that has taken $600 from me already and is about to get another $600, didn't have the respect enough to have a conversation the match before him, and then tells me he's going to throttle me in front of my wife loud enough so that all the other people in the co- company can hear it. This is what the big superstar had to do just because he thought he could flex nuts. And then later on, he's trying to buy my ring out from me. That's all I can say. I have left to say about Matt Slidell, dude. You're worthless. If that's what you got to do to get over, if that's how little respect you have for other people, man, go fuck yourself. And that's the last time I ever dealt with that guy. Um, let me think. It's just little stupid things that I can't abide by, man. Pe- people that would come to shows so they could cheat on their wife. There's a very prominent dude in our industry down here that is all about respect all about doing things the right way that literally came to one of our shows one time to get in the backseat of a car and cheat on his wife i'm not gonna name names man they got children i'm not gonna ruin a family like that but i want you to know because i know you know if you're listening you know i'm talking about you i'm not gonna drop names one of the other workers has a videotape of you in the backseat cheating on your wife I'm not going to tell you which worker that is because they like to feign respect and for all that shit for you too. But just so you know, man, that one day you're going to piss off somebody and that shit ain't going to be over. And this is just one of many, many workers in the industry that work to go to town, to get up with ring rats, cheating on their individuals. And and I can't get behind that. Um, Another worker, um, (laughs) another worker that owns a training academy down in Tampa. We were at an event. I'm doing my heel thing. His wife is ringside screaming at me, "Back, Mr. Gomez!" Blah 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 blah. Doing what you should do to a heel, booing them. So I look at her. And by the way, this is at my chocolate fest. Um, so I look at her and I said, "Dude, go eat something. I know you're hungry. Just doing the heel crap, man. I wasn't. Didn't know who she was. Wasn't being serious. I'm in heel mode, dude. I don't mean any of that crap. I love the fans, man. They're there giving their hard-earned time and money to watch us." Six months later, one of his friends tells me that he's been hating on me and talking shit about me and hating on me because I insulted his wife. It took six months for his friend to tell me what happened because he wasn't man enough to do it himself. I immediately get off the phone of his friend and call him and apologize, and he's giving me shit about it. Meanwhile, his wife walks around thinking that she's God's gift to wrestling, and because her husband's a wrestler, she can spurt off at the mouth, say whatever she wants, say whatever she wants. Listen, guys. Your significant others aren't wrestlers. Your significant others have zero place to be talking bad about people. Are talking wrestlers and freaking telling them what to do? They ain't trained. They ain't workers. Shut your mouth. This is just another thing that's indicative of wrestling, man. They just the the drama buildup is so much. It's just always about drama. It's always about drama. They put so much effort into drama that they could be putting into promoting a show. It's it's ridiculous to me. The industry is just all this effort into things that aren't wrestling and things that don't help wrestling that's just that's just the way it is man and some other things oh i needed to apologize to somebody i uh, i called billy starks out the other day because billy starks one time was booked on our show for months for our for our um, diamond cup show uh about a month and a half before the show she drops off the show because uh gcw north game changer was uh was having a show up north. I think it was the Hammerstein Ballroom or something like that. So she decided to break a commitment with us and somebody that she was working with for a building. Um, and I got on, I got on Facebook the other day in one of my weaker moments and, and called her out for it. And I said that she broke, uh, b- broke her commitment with us, didn't offer to pay for her flight or any of the flyering or anything. That she was that, and I and I and I had actually told her on Instagram. you know, I have a wife and kids and everything. And when you do that, all this stuff costs money. And I had said that she didn't offer to pay for, um, for that stuff. I was wrong. I looked back and she did actually offer to pay for the printing and stuff like that. She didn't offer to pay for the plane flight. Um, but it is what it is. But I did want to apologize for saying that the funny thing that happened after that is her parents, have a joint Facebook account commitment. Anyways, her parents have a joint Facebook account. Her parents actually got on, um, on Facebook and scolded the shit out of me for it. <laughs> you know, I was kind of mad at the time. God bless her parents for looking out for her like that. But I, but I am sorry
1: because is that, I, is that the first time that's ever happened? No, it's the second time a parent is scolded me.
0: MM3's mom actually got on, on me one time for kicking him off a show. Um, mm three had a uh, had a trans boyfriend at the time when he was dating somebody else. I think he ended up beating the shit out of this guy or something like that. Anyways, the 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 ex made it in a point to call every company he worked for and threatened him, said he was going to bomb the place. Blah 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 blah. So I so I I, I removed mm three from the show in Indiana because I just did not want to deal with that. I just didn't man. It's just, and it and it wasn't anything against mm three at the time. I just did not want to deal with that. Mm3 took it as a spite, spite against him. His mom had gone on and started bad mouthing me on her page, and blah blah blah. She did it the wrong way. She started calling me all these names and all that shit. Um, Billy's Billy's parents did it mostly the right way. Um, kind of threatened me, like, "Oh, call me and we'll have a chat, like, dudes." But but to be fair, man, I got daughters. Uh, they were defending their daughter, and you got to give respect to that dude. I, I don't like how they managed her commitments because in my mind, in the way I was raised and the way I was raised in entertainment, when you make a commitment, you follow through. Um, I had a a show one time with um, a, a rock and roll show with like Egypt Shrine, uh, Egypt Shrine or something. They did uh, the Monday night song for Raw at one point and some other bands. And my drummer actually quit the morning of the show. Um, brother, I played the show. We had never done an acoustic set before in my life. I played the show, man, because in, in entertainment – you're not so much making a commitment to the promoter or the venue. You're making a commitment to the fans because they spend their harder money and time and they look forward to seeing people. So I was, I was pissed off at Billy at the time for, for breaking the commitment just because she wanted to work in the ballroom. I think there was a little more behind it. It was a game changer show. In my mind, game changer has done a good job of trying to get people not to work for us. And I can't verify that, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's my opinion. Um, uh, they booked one of our other guys the other day and, uh, he ended up stealing our world championship belt from us and he ain't ever given it back. He, he expects his, uh, he expects $170 over his rate with us plus shipping costs for my belt to get it back. Uh, he actually went so far as to, uh, on, and he can, it's still on his page today. He went so far on his, uh, Twitter page to, uh, to cuss out both my daughters. <laughs> an 11 year old autistic girl and an eight year old tell him he said, uh, if, if they're your spawn, fuck them too. He also went on to, on his Instagram page to talk about how I don't feed them enough and how candy was going to leave me one day. Uh, not gonna say his name. He ain't important enough. The biggest rub he's ever gotten in his life. And the biggest payday he's ever gotten in his life was from me and best believe I'm not paying him for that belt. You know, if he wants to be a thief, that's how he was raised. If his mother didn't raise him right. Um, you can keep it man it's probably the greatest thing he's ever had in his possession it's probably the best looking belt he's ever had and it's probably the biggest payday he thought he was ever going to get ain't happening, brother you can uh you can bring that some bitch out to the ring shine it up real nice turn sideways stick it straight up your candy ass and it could stay there forever honestly i don't want the belt back anyways brother man it's probably got herpes or something by now uh i ain't gonna mention his name cuz i said i would never mention his name again everybody knows who it was hate <laughs> um
1: I mean, that, that exchange online between you and the person you're not going to mention, that drew a lot of attention.
0: Hey, good for him. It's just me putting him over again more than anybody else had ever put him over. I was also the only person who had ever paid for him to fly anywhere. He bragged about it. <laughs> and now he says, I owe money for trans. Like, How? How do I owe you money for trans? I'm the one who paid the fucking hair fee. I've got, and and the worst thing about it is a lot of these guys aren't smart enough to realize that I screenshot everything. And the reason I PayPal everyone is so that I have rock solid evidence that I paid everybody. It's just, you know, work yourself into a shoot. That's what happened. That's the last I'm going to speak about him in my life. And and I'm still not going to say his name. Fuck him. (laughs) And um, there is another time that, Speaking of transportation that comes to mind, and I have no problem speaking this guy's name because he tried to get over on me and tried to say that I didn't do this and didn't do this. And I actually had to uh, 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 tweet him and show him the screenshot of the whole conversation we have. Um, Alex Hammerstone, Alex Hammerstone, Alex Hammerstone, big dummy that's let HGH and fucking steroids take over his brain. But, you know, in his behalf, at least he's honest about it. Um, Alex Hammerstone was paid to do our Mania show uh, last year. Um, Alex Hammerstone, when we were in talks about how much he was going to get paid and everything, um, left out any part of transportation. Um, In my mind, the reason he didn't talk about transportation because as big of a name as he was at the time, I figured he was booked other places for, for Mania week. I figured that the reason he didn't talk to me about transportation is because he was already here everyone else flying in that time everyone even his tag team partner uh richard holiday that was part of our discussion was transportation you know if, if during mania week a worker doesn't talk about transportation, it's because they're already booked on a show and they're already being flown in by somebody um uh, yeah i know that because i fly a lot of people in for tony khan the billionaire that can't pay his own transportation that i was flying people in for anyways so alex uh was, uh, scheduled to fly in on Thursday. Uh, Mania show was on Saturday. Alex didn't like having to fly in on Thursday. Um, and said he wasn't going to do it. He needed a flight on Friday or Saturday morning. <laughs> um, after everything was booked, Alex then gets on his, uh, his Twitter page and tries to get the rub by telling everybody. And I'm paraphrasing now cause I, I'd have to look back. Uh, you get, cause he deleted it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not coming in. The promoter didn't feel like paying for transportation brother, I've got screenshots of your transport and plane flights and hotel stage. Um, so he puts this out on Twitter and uh, Brett Lauderdale from Game Changer actually retweets it with the, with, the, with the only thing that he puts as a we run this town, which was the name of our show at Mania, we run this town. So uh, a couple minutes later after I saw it, I managed to uh, tweet like I said, Hammerstone and show him like, brother I've got pictures of our whole conversation. So Alex got on real quick and took it down. I never apologized to him before I just took it down So meanwhile, Brett Lauderdale's got a fucking empty spot That says his tweet is unavailable Because he actually retweeted a lie And he thought he was getting over on us It's cool, our show uh, drew a hell of a lot more people Than Game Changer did outdoors But, uh, you know You would expect that In fact, one of the illustrious guests he had At his Game Changer show in Ebor City While our show was slammed Was, uh, was a, 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 a a man that's infamous again uh, Teddy Hart Teddy Hart showed up to his show it was a good look. It was a good look. Luckily, some of his um, game changer workers were smart enough to uh, to get him to leave. But um, it's just one of those things where people in this business are so over on their ego and disingenuous. That they will try anything the hell to get over. And, and that's what happened in that instance. Um, another instance I bring up um, after Billy Starks was off the show, um, Laney Luck was booked on the show. Uh Come close to the show about two weeks out. Lainey. Um, no, it wasn't even two weeks. That might've been a week and a half. Uh, Lainey was then uh, booked against AQA. So it was Lainey versus AQA. Uh, Lainey tells us that she comes down with COVID. She calls out. Doesn't ever offer to pay for her plane flight. Nothing like that. About two or three days later, she was already uh, booked to work on another show, which she worked. Um Good for her, man. I'm glad COVID only lasted two, three, four days with you, or whatever the hell it was. I'm happy. My COVID lasted a long time, most like everybody else's did. Um, you know, explain that. I don't care. I just w- really wish she would have paid for her plane flight because, again, this is an independent company paying for plane flights, paying out their pocket, no payoff for us. Um, two days after Laney Luck drops off the show, um, and was filled in by a notorious Mimi. Um, AQA decides that um, Notorious Mimi isn't good enough to work So AQA drops off the show Uh, It's just this constant disrespect from these people that just Man, they think they're bigger than than Everything, they think they're bigger than the people that They're working, they think they're bigger than people that are Paying them to do shows It's just It's things like this, man, that have got me Just, I don't want to be part of this anymore I don't want to I don't want to I can't Put my morals and the things that have been instilled in me by my family and my life growing up and my wife. I just, I couldn't, I can't keep, I can't keep being quiet and keep being screwed over by all these people that only give a damn about themselves. And I'm not saying these people always only give a damn about themselves. I'm saying in these instances, they only gave a damn about themselves. And it's just, it's a reoccurring thing that keeps going on and on. And on. I was booking shows in Arcadia, Florida a couple times um, and I took uh, and I took uh, some people into a radio show there a couple workers with me I'm not gonna name his name because he's a he's got a kid coming out a uh, kid coming might have already had the kid um, I genuinely like the guy um, but uh I took him into a radio show in Arcadia do the radio show and he hit it off of the with the guy the host of the radio show um, did my last show in Arcadia was booked for another one. Um, the fairgrounds that I was doing the show at, which is friends with the radio host, all of a sudden called and told me that I had a complaint about my food truck event. So they were canceling me from my upcoming wrestling show there. Come to find out that the uh, the promoter of the radio show and the worker that I brought in, who is now this guy's book, this Money Marks book, um, they now have a uh, wrestling company, CWA in Florida. And lo and behold, guess where they're booked to do wrestling shows now? the fairgrounds, um, just little things like this. I I confronted the booker about it. He said, Oh, I'm just the book. That's by the way, that's standard book, That's standard book talk when a book doesn't want to take responsibility for what they've done. And, um, and a lot of the workers that I have spent the last two, three years putting over and spending my money on decided they want to roll with that company. And they had no, in their heads, there was nothing wrong with that. There was, and it's just a little bit of disloyalty to me. I would never tell people not to work a show. Never, man, they're independent. But there's just the lack of loyalty, the lack of caring for the promoters that 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 bleed themselves dry trying to put you people over, and never get thanked for it, and never get any mentions for it. It's just it just got out of control, man. You know how many people that my companies helped get on AEW and WWE and NXT and freaking all these other places never been thanked once, not once, never been acknowledged, nothing, man, nothing. It was just. It's just constant disrespect. And um, this happens everywhere, man. And and the promoters are scared to say anything about it because then they won't get any workers. Then then all their money has been wasted. All the bloodshed and tears, all the fucking, all the birthdays and holidays and days and times with their family that they missed have been all for nothing. And that's a scary, scary thought. Um, and I just got tired of it. Man. And that's why I'm here saying this, because here's the thing. I don't ever want to be in this business again. I know you say that, you know, I might be, I won't, man. I really won't. I refuse to raise my daughter. My daughters, one of which wanted to be a wrestler. One of which wanted Sky to teach her how to be a worker. Um, I won't let her grow up in this industry. I will not. Same way I quit music when my first daughter was born because I didn't want my daughter to be raised in that industry. I won't let anybody I know be raised in this industry because it is a soul crushing, shut your mouth endeavor. And if you speak out in any way, you get killed and that's it. And, uh, the problem with me is the problem. Why I won't shut up about it is because I have another industry. We, we, I do world record events. I'm in Guinness book for doing large events. Um, what's that? What's that dude that works for game changer? He lit his foot on fire. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. uh, Joey. Um, Dude, help me out. What's the
1: Are you talking Janela? Yeah, uh, Joey Janela. <laughs> oh
0: boy. One time oh, he uh when we moved buildings for the first mania week that we did, um, he, he didn't know Igor very well. And I, I mentioned that we were doing a building, a historic building, blah, blah, blah. He thought I was talking about the Cuban club. So he gets online and says, Yeah, that's not happening. Uh he was shut up real quick by Mecha Wolf, who was my partner, that's that basically tell him, Yeah, Joey, this is what we're doing. If you got a problem, talk to me. But Joey made some comment one time about
1: Man, I I do shows in front of five thousand people, so
0: I don't care about you, Joey. Let me tell you something right now. The last time I was in Detroit, my company did a hundred and seventy-six thousand people on the Detroit Riverside in two and a half days. So your whole bragging about your five thousand people, brother. My smaller events do five thousand people, and I do this all over the country, dude. And I've been doing it since you were about ten years old. So uh maybe not mouth off if you have to set your foot on fire and jump off shit and almost kill yourself to get over for a bunch of assholes that just want to see people bleed, not impressive, dude, not very impressive. Um, and if you were still working at a big company like AEW, um, which you're not because I mean, let's face it, you're kind of a joke. Um, you'd probably know that brother, but, um, you know, keep doing your little, your little shows and keep murdering yourself and keep, uh, keep, keep doing your thing, man. Keep talking shit. But, um, It's just indicative of people, man. It's all ego for them now. it's not, it's all put themselves over. Not all, I'm sorry. There's a, there's a, there's a good amount of people that care. And there's a good amount of wrestlers that care about what they're doing. But I hate to say this, the larger percentage is people that are there for themselves to get themselves over, to get their OnlyFans page over, to show off for the perverts, to show off for the sick of fans. And and, that's it. That's what they've gotten. That's all they ever have. But let me tell you something. (laughs) I already have an industry. That I do amazing events in, do amazing shows, hugely attended, and I literally make money for thousands of small businesses every year. I help these people support their family, raise their children. I have I help people start in food tents that are now rocking multiple restaurants now and living dreams because that's what I do. I pride myself in helping other people achieve their goals. And I'm not going to say I've never done it for my ego because I did. I used to be in the music industry and I used to stand as a front man on that stage and thinking everybody in that crowd wanted me. Everybody wanted to fuck me. Everybody wanted to be me. And my wife, Kennedy, broke that of me and it made me see what my real job was. And that's to help other people shine. And if you all did that, and if you all cared like that, the wrestling business would be different and the wrestling business would still be golden and people would still care. But sit at home, break Fabe. talk about Fabe is dead, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? MJF doesn't think Fabe is dead. MJF is over his fuck, making hand over his fist and treating the business like it should be like entertainment, like he cares. He'll never say that because he's a fucking heel and he does his heel job well. But if you want to keep saying Fabe is dead and you just want to keep looking to yourself, take a look at that guy. <laughs> I'm sure he does have an ego, but, um, don't say Fab is dead. Don't always do everything for yourself. You know, ho- hold it down. Care about the business you're in. Fucking care about it. You're wrestlers, man. That's what you're here to do. You're not lingerie models. You're not porn hub actresses. Like, dude, you just do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do. That's it, man. When you go into business, do it with pride. Do it with caring. Do it to make Everybody in this symbiotic relationship that you are as a show, help everybody, not just yourself. You are in an entertainment capacity, and a show is symbiotic. Everybody on that show working together for a common goal is to entertain people that spend their hard-earned money to to to, to sustain disbelief for a little while, so that they can just not deal with the with the life and the shit that we have to go through every day. And that's what they're there for, man, to be entertained. Just do that. Put yourself second. And one day when you look back on your career and you've helped everybody you could and you've done it right, you'll be proud and and you'll be happy. And you won't have to have ever sold out or disappointed your folks by selling your underwear or fucking showing your ass every second. It's just, just not the way it is, man. It's just, that's just what's jaded me to the point where I can't do it anymore. I can't sacrifice my family's time and money and time with my children and places we could have gone and seen for people that don't care. And that's where I'm at right now. And I'm not on this show to put myself over and put people down. I'm on this show right now talking about these things. So people wake up. You're not bulletproof, man. And, and when these people see that they can no longer make a penny off you or no longer put themselves over, you're going to be old news and... And then what do you have? Nothing. You got this sense of, fuck, what did I do? What did I waste my time on? That's why I'm on the show, man. Yeah, I am putting a couple people under because they suck and they're worthless individuals like Seidel, Hammerstone, especially. You you two suck. Y'all are worthless. Again, seriously, I don't don't really call people worthless unless I think they're fucking worthless and the things that they do are worthless. uh, But for the rest of you, um, just wake up. man. I love wrestling. I truly do. And I love it enough to say goodbye, man, because I'm not going to give something half my effort or 75% my effort. I'm going to give something 100% my effort. And I can no longer justify giving this amazing industry that I grew up from, from from the time I saw Mondo and Hector Guerrero schooling people in that AWA ring till now. I can't do it anymore, man. It's a disservice to the people that came before you. The people that lived and died for this shit, man, making towns for rates that they earned. You know, I can't do it anymore, man. It's just, it's just not in me. And, and you know, hopefully, I've burnt enough bridges in this talking right now that even if I had some weird inclination to get back in, that I can't. You know, and, uh,
1: and I don't Well, want I to- mean, listen, <laughs> you, you know, the, despite the bridges you burnt here, uh, many more have been burnt, a lot more, and people still have gotten other chances. So. If you if you want back in Gomez, I'm sure you'll be welcome back in. Yeah, I'm cool. But um, <laughs> like I said, like, like I said, we you know I'm, I'm a build break build kind of guy, and and we built very high. Um, you broke a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as, as uh, I thought it was going to be. So now let's let's build in this way. Oh, whoa, whoa! Wait, okay. one more thing to say. Uh oh! <laughs> I spoke too
0: soon. What, what's your favorite? Now, this is in defense of you. What's your favorite detractor on Twitter? Is it Sean Ross
1: Sap? Which one is it? Oh yeah, it's definitely Sean Ross Sap. Oh yeah, this is for you, buddy. And I doubt you're listening to me because you probably don't think I'm important. Good for you. Sean. Oh, he hate he hate listens to this
0: show. So but, I'm sure Sean he's Ross Sap. I get that you think that you're a big journalist with your dirt sheet shit, um, Sean. Duke's intention. Of having Chase and Rance on his show was so that Chase and Rance, out of his own mouth, could burn himself to the fucking ground. And that's exactly what the fuck he did. And anybody with half a goddamn brain was smart enough to get that. And the fact that you sit behind your dirt sheets constantly getting everything fucking wrong. Dude, you're a fucking moron. Duke did people a fucking service. He got this fucking criminal pedophile rapist asshole on, got him to confess to everything so that all these other fucking losers and sycophants that kept booking him now had nothing to hide behind. And you were too stupid to understand that. And I'm sorry for you. And I'm sorry about your short sightedness. But hey, brother, I don't know if you went to school. I don't know if you went to college. I don't know if you got a degree. It seems to be waste on you, bro, because your take on the situation was just dumb. And I get it. You were trying to get the rub, brother. Duke did a good job. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he accomplished exactly what the fuck he set out to do. And it was amazing and masterful. And I'm not saying this because he's my buddy. I'm saying this because that's what it was. And if you ever talk shit about this guy in front of me, dog. You will be silenced, but I doubt you'll do that because most people in this industry and most people in this wrestling world won't say anything to people's faces because they're phony, tough guys.
1: Kind of like you. Anyways, continue Duke. (laughs) And and let me just say this about Sean, because I I truly think that there's something off about that that guy. And and I think he's a talented guy. That's the crazy part about it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take away from his talent and and what he's built because I think that they figured out how to cheat a lot of people out of money. Talent and brain you know, are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a skill to be a snake oil salesman. And, and, and half the time they are just making it up as they go along or they're getting bad news and they're not printing retractions and all that. But look, if people are going to spend money on it and you're of the mind that you're going to take people's money for, for them being gullible, then it is what it is. So I don't I don't take anything away from from that. What shocks me about him is his insistence on trying to control me. He wants me to interview who he wants me to interview. He wants me to be friends with who he wants me to be friends with. And, you know, me being an individual and doing my own thing frustrates the guy to the point where he he jumps in my inbox and cusses me out. And he buries me, you know, publicly and sends his his army of fake accounts to come attack me. And it's like, I don't even know this guy. Jealousy is a motherfucker. But here's the worst part about it, though, Gomez. If I'm so small and you're so big, why are you so bothered by it, and, and brother? I, I go through the same thing with Game
0: Changer. I like, yeah, there it the is. Fuck, do you care about me for? You're on, you're on rung four hundred of the ladder. I'm on rung two. Don't fuck it. Just leave it be, dude. You're like, yeah. God.
1: God. There must well, be why a do reason. I exist in your world uh. if you're so big? Uh. You know. Is okay. it because is it because what you what you built is a house of cards? Is that what it is? I hate you know, to and, say and, it, and you no. know, f- for Lauderdale, Brett, and I, I've mentioned this before. People have been reaching out to me and telling me that Game Changer Wrestling is potentially a money laundering operation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling Game Changer Wrestling right now. I have not seen credible evidence of that yet. Nor if know. I ever do, yeah. I absolutely am going to cover that story. And I absolutely am going to take that company down if they're if they're into that type of legal activity. So, Brett, you have my word on this. I will take you down if I find out that you're involved in illegal activity. Brett, me to Period. you. Period. Me, Meet you, Brett. Brother, all you had to do at any point was
0: call me, and we could have talked it out. All and let me explain something to Brett because I think he thinks that I was trying to with the GCW was trying to ride on his coattails. Brett, real talk. The name of my parent company is Generation Entertainment. The reason my wrestling company was called Generation Championship Wrestling. The only indie show that I had ever seen before I purchased my wrestling company, and it's not really indie, was Lucha Underground. That was the closest to an indie show I had ever seen or ever been privy to before I purchased my company. I didn't know who Game Changer was. I definitely wasn't trying to trying to skip uh, trying to get kudos from your name GCW. I did not know. And I'll have you know something. Since I found out about Game Changer, you'll notice that almost everything I do, other than just the acronym in our logo, I stopped saying GCW and I started saying Generation Championship Wrestling because I didn't want anybody to feel that that's what I was doing. It was never malicious. I had never thought about stealing any kudos from what you'd built or or, or what some of, your, um, some of your people had helped you build. It wasn't that way, man. And had you just picked up the phone and talked to me? I'm not hard to find. We could have settled this in in like a mature manner. I know that you're a father. Um, I'm a father. The way that you handled it was stupid, man. And 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 you have a good thing going for you of your company, man. Don't don't ruin it by doing stupid shit when you could just pick up a phone and talk to somebody man to man. And that's it. That's all I got to say about him, man.
1: Well, I, I have plenty more to say. I, <laughs> I, I right think ahead. anybody anybody who has wrestlers stabbing themselves with broken light tubes. You know, where chunks of their armor hanging out. And then those same wrestlers have to go and beg GoFundMe money because the promoter clearly doesn't have enough insurance to cover whatever the hell is going on in their ring, by the way, that they sanctioned, by the way. I just I have no respect for you. I think you're I think you're a disgrace. What you do is not professional wrestling. And I'll say it again. I hope and I pray that this is not true. But if I find out that's that there's some illegal stuff going on over there, I will be the first to cover that and and make it my business to shut you down. Period.
0: And I wish them the best. <laughs>
1: yep. There it is. Okay, so now that we've broken everything, let's let's build this way. Sure. You have a following, Gomez. You you have people out there who truly enjoy hearing from you and um you know, and on a personal level, I, I I reached out to you um a little over a year ago because I have a, a, a loved one who's in chronic pain. TMJ and a few other issues, crazy migraines and all that. And they didn't want to be dealing with the prescription medications, uh, at least not the opioids, because we know where that takes people. <laughs> Down a hole. And and you're the most knowledgeable person that I know as it relates to cannabis. I've known a couple cannabis and, things in my life. And, and it's legal here in massachusetts so i you know i I started asking you about it and you would give me some information about edibles and things like that because my loved one didn't want to smoke and i'll tell you man it it, over the course of a couple of months you had armed me with enough information that i was able to go out and start figuring some things out to help them out and i can say that it it has made a significant improvement to their daily life
0: that's amazing dude that's amazing
1: and I got that information from two people, you and another guy who's been on the show before, Smivy, because Smivy is is also in chronic pain and he, and he has to take it. He's a local guy. He's been on the show before, Big Wrestling Fan. Shout out to Smivy. Um, but you two guys were, were basically my guides in helping me figure out how to help my loved one. <laughs> and for that, um, I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget that and appreciate you and and I find myself having to think about you daily because of that. Because it's like, dude, thank God Gomez gave me this information because, you know, when you go into something like this so blind, it's very easy to make a lot of mistakes. True.
0: <laughs> you know? It is. There's a lot of garbage out there.
1: There's a lot of garbage out there. And 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 then the other side of it, too, there's a lot of things to choose from. And and you can't always count on the person at the retail store to know what the hell they're talking no, about. You hope they do. yeah. But- yeah. You know, I've encountered many who don't. <laughs> I, listen, I asked for one-to-one ratio, uh, THC to, to CBD, and I'm walking out with just CBD or, or just THC. Yeah. And me being ignorant, you know, I made that mistake twice. And it's like, you know, and, and that's a problem because it, it throws it is. the patient off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, throws out, it completely threw them out of whack. Oh, bro, you give some of that to somebody that's never done it before and you're going to fucking floor them. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's exactly what happened. So Scary. it was a learning curve. But again, you armed me with enough information that I was able to bounce back from that and figure it out and fine-tune it. Because that's the other part. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for someone else. That's awesome. trusting me to help them figure this out. That's awesome. Right? Brings so, a smile to my face. Well, yeah, man. So I, I appreciate you for that. So so going back to, to the main point I'm making here, there are people who, who follow you. Um, and who who genuinely care about what's next and what's the best way that they can continue to keep up, if that's even what you want? Do you want people to continue to to be on the journey with you? I mean, my,
0: what I want now is I want to grow as a husband and a father and, uh, and keep and do, I need to do all the things for my family that I've neglected over the past five years, throwing all this money and effort into wrestling. And that's what I want. It, if anything I say or do helps other people get by or helps them become better people, then of course I'm all for them following me. If they're just following me to freaking chime in, if I say something stupid, like, dude, just, this fuck off. Like, but if anything I say helps anyone, then of course I'm happy about it, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm at 43 years old. I'm still learning how to be a complete good person man i make mistakes everybody fucking makes mistakes none of us are perfect but you know i'm, I'm still growing i hate to say it, 43 i'm still growing and learning but i am and if anything i do, if anything i do helps somebody or if anything i say stupid teaches somebody what not to do i'm happy man i'm very happy about it you know i hope they still follow me i mean you can still follow me on twitter you can still follow me on instagram it's a uh, you know, you can still follow me on Facebook. You know, I'm not hard to find. You type it in Google, man. There's the, you can find me. There's a million articles about me and my companies constantly. So I'm there. I'm not, I'm not seeking followers. I don't care anymore about that. I really don't. I think that my life being about me has passed and now it's about other people. And I truly mean that. So, uh, yeah, that's what it is, man. You know? It's not, it's not an ego thing anymore. So if they follow me, cool, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for giving me any second of your precious time. That means the world to me.
1: And we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.